up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Decode Podcast, episode 182. There is no podcast. There is only chaos. Only cringe. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I don't know what that was either. <laughs> but that was pretty loud. <laughs> Anyways, people, we have a, a nice news-filled episode. A couple of games have come out uh, this week. A lot of games have come out this week. Too many games came out this week. And then there's next week. Yeah. Too many games are also coming out next week. Like Kirby and Ghostwire Tokyo. And Tiny Tina. And Tiny Tina's D&D game. D&D game. <laughs> but none of that matters compared to chaos. chaos. If you can't tell, I've been playing Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. It's so deliciously awful that I love like it. Cringe. It's super cringe. Like the story is really bad. Like the story is like it's not bad, but like no, it, no, no, no. It, it's not bad. It's just 2006. Yeah, it's 2006 all over again. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's definitely a game that wears its like older development mentality on its sleeve because it's like super dark and super edgy. Like it's wait, are we talking about like DMC three edge or yeah. DMC two edge? Both. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's got a little bit of both. Wait, is it one of the DMC devs on the game? I have no idea. Okay. I don't know. It, it's done by uh it's mostly the t- the Neo developers, but it's a partnership between Neo guy and Final Fantasy guy, and they decided to make this game, which was supposed to be like a a reimagining of the original Final Fantasy story. Yeah. Um, without giving spoilers away, it sort of is, but it's, it's got a twist. <laughs> is the twist time loop? No, actually, no. Oh, thank God. <laughs> There's no Nomura crap in this outside of like character design. Character design, because that's all he he did. He had character design influence, and I think like the idea was his, and then they took that idea and said, we're going to make this. So they out Nomura Nomura? Yes. I don't know if that's like impressive or sad. It's probably a little bit of both. <laughs> the twist of Sephiroth appears. <laughs> no, like, Nomura should only be allowed to just do Kingdom Hearts. That's it. Keep him on Kingdom no. Hearts and let him not touch Character anything. design. That's it. No, because then everybody's going to rock like a bunch of belts. That's fine. And like... That's fine because he's a character designer. He's not a lead developer. The man can't write his way out of a paper bag. This is true. <laughs> that is why we hate and love Nomura. We mostly hate. Mostly hate. <laughs> um, But it's like... It's one of those like bad games that you have to love. <laughs> it's one of those games that like uh, when I was playing I was like who is this made for and then I discovered exactly who this game was made for people like if, me who wants to relive 2006 yeah so the people who grew up in the MySpace live journal era, era yeah <laughs> who like to do AMVs of Final Fantasy <laughs> to Linkin Park songs and Disturbed and Evanescence the people who, who used to do the, the Final Fantasy 7 house Sure. Do you remember that like creepy pasta from years ago? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly who this game was made for. <laughs> if you liked putting 
Final Fantasy VII cinematics to Evanescence's Tourniquet. This game is for you. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to buy the game and stream it with that just playing in the background. <laughs> Screw DCMA. I will gladly get DCMA for that. Oh, God. 30 seconds of that. I was like, yes, this is what we're playing. Every time something happens, that just that will just be an alert sound. <laughs> and, and what's funny is like it's a it's a very competently made game. Like it plays really well. It looks pretty. The hair filters a little weird. I don't know what's up with Square Enix and how they're designing hair in their latest games. Very weird. I can say about that. Um, or like why they're just letting games be designed like this in general. I don't know, <laughs> but like the story is like super generic generic, and it's like we've gotten better. We've gotten better storytelling as years have come on, but this game is definitely the, the story and the plot of this game was definitely from like early 2000s. Like even Brawl had a better storyline and not a word of dialogue is spoken. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's just really weird. And it's, it's funny how like you know, since we're talking about Square Enix before we get into the rest of the news, it's yeah. like they've been on this really weird streak of having good games that they don't publicize, but then trying to push the like heavily monetized things. Like obviously Avengers was a complete and utter failure. I kind of also blame Disney on that. I don't know. I just feel like, like- no, I, I feel like the monetization practice, especially because I've been following Disney's new CEO. And how they made so many changes to the park that everyone's just kind of like, dude, what what are you doing? They all reek of that at Avengers, in all honesty. No, but see, the thing is, Square Enix wanted, wants to have like this A live server live server's property. And they have one. It's Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy 14. <laughs> and Final Fantasy 11, because that's still going. Yeah. It still makes money. Um... But the whole big thing is they want to do it like on, on console now. So they did Avengers and that didn't go so hot. They want like a console specific one because the majority of Final Fantasy XIV's audience is on PC. Um, So they were looking for that console success because it's like, hey, you know, Bungie did it with Destiny and all these other developers are trying to do it. We should do it too because it's consistent money. And it's like they're missing the point on that type of service. Yes, there is the service, like, you know, they there's repeated DLCs, there's expansions or whatever, but at the end of the day, your game still needs to be good. <laughs> Avengers played like crap, and that's why nobody wanted to get into it. Was like, A cripple bones. <laughs> so Avengers played like crap. Then we got Guardians of the Galaxy, which, uh, according to Square Enix, didn't sell well. We already went over that uh, a couple of episodes ago. But it was such a good game. But it was a really good game. And it actually did sell well if you look up the numbers. Yeah. Um, it just didn't sell well in the first it just, two it, days. It didn't sell, you know, super duper Call of Duty numbers. Um, Then their next major thing was Babylon's Fall, which they published. It was developed by Platinum. And it's very obvious that this was like the Platinum team that was like not working care. on. That they didn't care. It was like... They took their janitor and like four interns and said, here, make this game. <laughs> and it's just so bare bones and boring. And like, 
not on a, it didn't feel like a typical platinum game because you can tell when like the actual platinum studios is working on the game the ones that love game design you mean like the ones that have all been released on the switch mostly yeah <laughs> and then you look at something like babylon's fall and you're like what happened here how did this fail and the game is basically a dud it had like under 600 something players remaining on steam after like yeah. its first day which is terrible uh but then you have something like the final fantasy 6 pixel pixel remaster which is amazing well, all the pixel remasters are, have been great yeah they've all minus been- the fact of the font yeah, they still have super tiny font. And that's because of, uh, I found this out because the original font was designed for CRT monitors, which would have actually stretched it slightly. Yep. Flat panel monitors, since they're not curved, bulging out, mm-hmm. don't stretch it. So they actually have to change the font. Yeah. Uh, but Final Fantasy VI is a yeah. pixel remaster. is really well done. Then you have triangle strategy. Yep. Which is great. Um. Then you have something like the Chocobo GP Racing, which is... Heavily mired in microtransactions. Which is a phone game. Yeah. But people complained about it when it released on the Switch. Because they just uh, ported a phone game. Yeah. So people have complained. And now Square Enix is like trying to rethink their whole like approach to how they do these things. And then you get something like Stranger Paradise, which again, they published. They didn't develop. Probably going to sell well because it... it it's a new game and it has Final Fantasy in its name. So we have that. I guess we'll keep an eye on the numbers. I know I'm streaming it for D Twitch through until I I beat it. So <laughs> you guys will get to enjoy the journey of chaos with okay. me. You can make is my hair long enough? No, my hair's not long enough to do the Which one? The emo flip. The Oh the emo flip. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even use your hand. You just do the head. You just did the head thing. Yeah, I'm edgy. <laughs> um, it's a fun dress-up game, though. I like the like the armors are built around the class stuff. So, like, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Like, like every other emo yeah. based game, edge game. Um, but yeah, it's like it's a pretty like competently designed game. It's just. <laughs> I don't know edge. who it was made for. It's like I, I, they've I, been stuck in the basement since 2006. It was definitely made for like late 90s, early 2000s me. That's because like yeah. it definitely appeals to me in that sense. I was like, man, I would there was this. a point in time when, where I would have been like, this is the best game ever made. You can't tell it's me for those early anime kids <laughs> whose favorite animated movie at the time. Was Advent Children, oh, and they based their entire personality on it. Yeah, it's like I'm cool. I want to be Sephiroth when I grow up. Yes. Oh, uh, the Square Enix is just like so mixed right now. I, I uh, how the mighty have fallen. Like that's how I look at them. Man. Yeah, they're Japanese. They're Japanese Activision. No, they're not. Yes, they are. They're Konami. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and. And apparently from software doesn't pay their devs enough. I heard about that. I heard Yeah, that. there's a report was like everyone kind of looked at it and was like, wait a second. Hey, you devs from software. I mean, it's not like they don't have the money. Apparently the company does not make that much money. I don't know what's going on there. I wonder what's happening because 
Elden Ring has sold, sold very well. Very well. Uh, I think it was yesterday they announced that it hit 12 million copies sold. Yeah. Which is insane. Like the game just came out. Like, yeah. And I'm sitting here, I'm just like, what? What happened? Like, why are you not paying your devs? Where's this money going? COVID. Whose money do you, who's, who do you owe money to? The- <laughs> Literally, that's what I'm asking right now. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, like that's 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 the Square Enix stuff. Uh, we got mostly news today. Let's take a look at some esports stuff. We got a, a new announcement for Dota 2. PGL has announced a new Dota 2 major. There's going to be a pro circuit in Arlington, Texas. Why Texas? I don't know. I don't want to go to te- like I want to go, but it's also Texas. <laughs> With yeah. everything that they're doing right now, and I'm just like, I mean, to be fair, this is the first North American event in like five years, almost, yeah. if not more. Yeah, I think the last one was like 2015, 2016. No, the last one was TI in Vancouver. Oh God! Uh, so this event's going to be uh, in between August 4th and 14th. Same time as Evo. It has a yeah, that's <laughs> right. Oh God! It has a five hundred thousand dollar prize pool, which is. Pretty decent money when you think about it for a game that's like that everyone calls dead. The D- Dota Two's dead. Here's five hundred thousand dollars. Basically, but it's nice to see that like we have uh, an event on U.S. soil once yeah. again. Uh, let's take a look at what's coming out. Otherwise, speaking of more esports, we got Apex Legends coming to mobile. The pre-registration has started for a full launch in the summer for I Apex have Legends Mobile. Every time this game gets an update, it breaks. Yes. How are they launching a mobile version of the game? Because it's going to break on launch, and then they'll fix it, and then it'll break again on every update after that. Speaking of EA... <laughs> That's right. They are... Uh, over in the uh, political aspect of gaming news, Electronics Arts is one of the latest companies to follow suit and stop sales in Russia. But they went, one they went step a step further, further <laughs> and they're banning their Russian teams from esports <laughs> events. It's like, no. The EA has stated that they will no offer, they will no longer offer games, any content, virtual currency bundles, or anything of that nature in Russia or Belarus. <laughs> for that matter. Um I I'm waiting for Valve to do that. And that that's when I feel like you'll see the entire region just go like, wait, we can't play CS? Yeah. Dota? And they've also like I, I don't know if uh we mentioned this, but even before that, uh EA also removed the Russian teams from FIFA twenty two yeah. and NHL twenty two. Yeah. Which I guess. Even though FIFA's apparently mad about that. I heard that there was some backlash from like the organization. The actual organization, because the organization is not banning the teams from playing in the World Cup. Uh-huh. They're just like, if you're not going to play the game, you're taking the loss. So it will affect your standing. And everyone's sitting here going like, they shouldn't be allowed to play. Period. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, on top of that, both EA and Ubisoft have issued stances on Russian teams and competitions. I'll scroll up. EA and 
like we said, EA has detailed that um, Russian and Belarusian players uh, will be ineligible to take part in the Apex Legends Global Series as well as the EA Sports FIFA 22 Global Series. Uh, they've applied that ban effective immediately, which is crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I feel like you shouldn't penalize the teams because they're not the Russian Part government. Part of it is um, probably has to do with payment. Mm-hmm. So EA, since EA is a U.S. company, um, they probably don't want to get in trouble with U.S. law handing Russian, currency yeah. to Russian players and stuff like that because there is technically sanctions. <laughs> um, as for Ubisoft, France is also taking that position. So it could just be that. The article states what Ubisoft is actually. Yeah. Scroll down. Yeah. Ubisoft has issued a stance suspending all official competitions in its Russian portfolio, including the Russian Rainbow Six Siege Major League. Yeah, that's that's actually a lot of money that they're letting go. Yeah, I'm surprised. Pretty crazy. That is pretty crazy. They'll do this, but not reform their uh, upper level management. You notice that? Yeah. Uh. Uh. I think this is the tournament that was announced for Overwatch League. Yeah, yeah. there's an Overwatch League. Uh, the Battle for Texas rivalry. The Houston Outlaws versus the Dallas Fuel. That's going to take place at May 6th. At the new Techport Arena in San Antonio, Texas. Yay. I guess. Uh, I know Overwatch League lost a bunch of sponsors, though. Like, renewing not this year is Coke, uh, State Farm, and, and uh, Sour Patch Kids. But they still have Cheez-Its. They still have Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Welcome to the stream. Yes. Uh, I think that's it for the esports news. Yeah. We got uh N- Mario Kart Eight updated today, so we're getting ready for the uh, DLC. The DLC of all the new tracks. Uh, the courses are currently available for preload in the booster course pass. The first wave of this is going to hit the eShop uh, as of this recording, Friday, uh, March eighteenth. Uh, you can, if you are in the North America area at 7 p.m. Eastern, those courses will be available to you. There's going to be six waves of eight courses each uh, alongside that uh, DLC pass. Uh, so we're going to get the first wave on Friday. Nintendo has not released any dates uh, when the next couple of uh, waves will be. We'll probably get it one for the summer, then one for the winter. Yeah. This current wave has two new cups. There's going to be a golden dash cup and a lucky cat cup. Ooh, I like each cap, each cup adds four new maps. Uh, I don't know which maps are going to be like actually available, but you know they're coming from Mario Kart Wii, Mario Kart 64, Mario Kart 7, uh, Super Circuit, Mario Kart DS, and even Mario Kart Tour that was uh, previously on mobile only. <laughs> 
So Mario Kart Eight Deluxe players will have plenty to do. Oh, there we go. We got oh, yeah, the, yeah. we got the Courtney. So go, the Golden Dash Cup is going to have the Paris Promenade from Mario Kart Tour, Toad Circuit from Mario Kart Seven, Choco Mountain from Mario Kart Sixty Four, and everyone's favorite, and everyone's favorite Coconut Mall from Mario Kart Wii. Let's go to the mall. The Lucky Cat Cup is going to have Tokyo Blur from Mario Kart Tour, Shroom Ridge from Mario Kart DS. Sky Garden from the Mario Kart Super Circuit and Ninja Hideaway from Mario Kart Tour. So, yeah. cool tracks. <laughs> my son, my son is in the chat. Like, I need this DLC. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know you do. You're gonna go ace these tracks like nothing. A- ASAP or nothing. <laughs> oh yeah, Coconut Mall is a great track. Coconut Mall is like one of the most loved tracks in all of like. Mario Kart. My second favorite is um the one with the giant Yoshi egg. I can't, it's from N sixty four. The name. Of oh, it. uh, yeah, it's like the mountain one. I yeah. I know which one you're talking about. It has the egg spinning and yeah, in the center. And apparently, if you go up into egg, you unlock the giant <laughs> Yoshi. Uh, yeah. Uh, we got some Starfield noise. Some Starfield uh, news. Eight uh, seconds. There was an eight second teaser. Of in-game, though. It was actually in-game. In-game. That, that's the huge news. We got uh, your companion. We got eight seconds of the companion. Um, I'm excited for this because they they did a roundtable, basically, talking about the game. It is coming out this year, I believe. Yes, it is coming out. Yeah, they said year. that it's confirmed for this year with no actual release. Uh, we're bringing back the Oblivion uh, minigame. The one that was uh, the NPCs where you talk to people and everything, and then you had yeah. to like you could joke with them and stuff like that, which was fine like fifteen years ago. I don't know if it's not broke. Don't fix it. I mean, it hasn't been brought back into any of their games. Um, we now know about the four factions that we have. You have United Colonies, the Free Star Collective, Raijin Industries, and Crimson Fleet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have the Americans, the capitalist Americans, Asia, and pirates. Okay. Yay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, more realistic looking NPCs. What I just want to know is, is this going to be a Bethesda game? Most likely it will be. So for those of you who don't know what that means... Skyrim, for all the love and care that they put into it, made everyone astronauts the first day. <laughs> it's everyone in space. Like, you died from a giant all the way up, like, past the skybox. Like, Bug why? Central. Oh, I can't it, wait to watch bugs in, in this game. <laughs> it's definitely going to launch buggy. Like, that's, that's for sure. That's for sure. Like, I, I expect it's, it. it's Bethesda. It's Bethesda. I expect it. I'm not gonna demand. I'm not gonna mark it down unless like the game is literally unlayable. But yeah. Uh, so onto the onto the main topic. Yesterday there was, well, two main topics because we had a uh, an Xbox Indie Showcase, and today there was also another Sony State of Play detailing mm-hmm. Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, but yesterday there was a Microsoft Xbox showcase showing off a bunch of indie games. Uh, we're going to talk about some of those games as we go down this list. They kicked off with Lost Eidolons. 
which is a tactical RPG from Ocean Drive Studio. Uh, in this game, you get to play as Eden. She's uh, this mercenary captain, and you get to basically go on a turn-based battle system for an old-school tactical game. Keep in mind, these are all indie games. These are not like super next-gen games. Uh, they all looked really cool. Like Lost Island, it was it was nice to see like an updated diversity, look diversity and, and diversity in this. So especially with Lost Islands, like I'm not a fan of tactical games myself, but it was nice to see what the game looked like in terms of like using everything else, current technology. Yeah. Uh, there is a Crusader Kings three. Um. It basically was like, hey, we're still coming out. Uh, it's dropping later on this month on March 29th. Oh, God. <laughs> it's another strategy game. After that, um, they had the surprise announcement that Tunic was also out on Games Pass. After first being said that it was not going to be a Games Pass Day 1 launch. Turns out, surprise, it was a Games Pass Day 1 launch. Uh, Tunic is beautiful. It's beautiful. This game is like a cross between Legend of Zelda and a picture book and a picture book with uh, some Dark Souls-esque uh, combat. If I can compare it to any other game that we've played before, uh, if you've been watching the streams, Neil Ivan has been playing through uh, Death's Door. This feels in line with that kind of game feel, yeah. and feel uh, just more artsy and more cute looking. Uh, excellent game. Um I, can, I, I wish I could tell you guys more. Maybe I'll review it if I get a chance to play it again. I did manage to check out like 15, 20 minutes of it the other day. Oh, but I've, been, I've, been too, I've been too busy playing, you know, Stranger of Paradise. Yeah. And Destiny 2. <laughs> uh, there's a new uh, game from Telling Lies and Her Story creator Sam Barlow. Immortality, an interactive movie trilogy is going to be coming out later this summer. It'll be arriving for Xbox and PC. It's going to be like this investigative horror I type game. like these kinds of games because there have been others that are like this where right. all the cutscenes are actually like... Live actors. They're live actors and it's shot like a movie, but you just... It plays like a uh, click, uh, point and click adventure. Right. And I like that. I genuinely like that. Yeah. So Immortality looks really cool. Uh, they then showcased a game called Chinatown Detective Agency. It's a classic point and click adventure uh, based in like the real world. It's going to have like this hard boiled cyber mystery. Yay. Uh, and one of the things that it's offering, which is really, I don't know how it's going to work, but it has a real world component attached to the game. So when you investigate stuff in the game, you'll actually have to like, do some real world investigation, something like maybe finding the source of a quote or getting some type of airport code from like your actual area where you live. I don't know how they're going to do it. It's interesting. I don't know, man. I'm getting a lot of like uh, Metal Gear Solid vibes. Yeah. Where did I ever tell you my uh, Metal Gear Solid three? Was it three? Where you had to check the back of the, the game That was box. the first Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where you had to change check the back of the GameStop. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, on the on actual code. disc. Yeah. When you like when you're trying to get the code from Meryl's frequency. Yes. It's on the back of the game disc. And you're like, you pick up the game disc and you're like. Like the game box? Oh. I rented <laughs> that game and it wasn't a generic box. <laughs> so you never got the code. I never got the code. I had to look it up like years later. I'm like, this is dumb. 
<laughs> Next up on the uh, Xbox Indie Showcase was a game called Curse to Golf. It's a blend of roguelike and dungeon exploring with golf. Okay, <laughs> I, have a, I have a legitimate question. What are with all these golf RPG like games? Coming? I've been noticing that. There's like four on PSN that I my, saw the other. Is uh my golfing life. <laughs> golf story. Um there's another one that, that golf is the main like battles, and I'm like, why golf? I just need to know. I guess because they want to take a concept that's normally associated with being boredom and make it exciting. My I guess. haven't tried that. They tried it with golf, um, oh, the battle, golf royale. battle royale thing. Yeah, but <laughs> terrible, which is terrible. Uh, Trek Tiomi showed face. Uh, this is going to be multi platform. It's by uh, publisher Devolvo Digital. It's going to be a cinematic action adventure following the story of a lone samurai. He's sworn to protect his town from danger. And it's going to be coming out later this spring. It looks very cinematic. It's black and white, like the classic samurai films of old. Uh, I'm excited for this one. I'm, I am uh, it's got like a side-scrolling samurai thing, and I'm just like, I love samurai games, so you know, that's that's pretty much what it is. We have Clash Artifacts of Chaos. I like this. It this is coming hilarious. out in November, and it's a melee-focused martial arts adventure where you take on the role of pseudo, and you basically just punch and beat the crap out of things in the way. It's looking like a, a like an old school style beat 'em up in a way, but yeah. in a three D environment, it's pretty cool. They then showcased Escape Academy, which is a uh, sort of a puzzle based escape room type game. It's coming to PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. There will also be an Xbox Games Pass Day One title later this year. It's going to have online and local co op, so you get to play with a friend next to you. I think that's pretty cool. We haven't had couch co-op in a very long time. I think uh, Nintendo's the only one who does it. Uh, we also had uh, It Takes Two recently, yeah. so there was that. Uh, Shredders looks cool. This is a snowboarding game. It's going to have a story mode, is, an online multiplayer. This is the one from the 1060 crew or from SSX? I have no Dex? idea who it's from. Okay. But it's coming to Xbox Game Pass and Steam. So we'll see. Uh, no official release date on that one, though. They showcased Flintlock, The Siege of Dawn. This was a new reveal, as it was just announced. It's an open-world action RPG set in a dark fantasy world where gunpowder has just been invented. Um, if you take a look at this game, it basically looks like Lord of the Rings with guns. So, yay. There's only a cinematic trailer uh, that was shown, so not much like actual Lord gameplay for guns. it. So yeah. all we know is it looks like Lord of the Rings with guns. That's how I call it. That's what a lot of people in the media are calling oh it. Oh my god! So we'll see. And then, uh, if you're into Roblox, you might know developer Splitting Point Studios, uh, who made Rolling Thunder. They're now coming out with. Whalefall, which is an RPG visual novel hybrid. It's currently on Kickstarter and it's set to come to Xbox later this year. That's cool. So, looks cool. I guess. Yeah. And then there was a, another action RPG shown after that called There Is No Light. 
Uh, it's got like a very dirty, pixely art style. It reminds me of like, I don't want to say Diablo, but... Uh, it's like a side scroll in Diablo. Diablo in a way. Yeah. yeah, it does look like that. Uh, it's coming to Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, and PC later this year. Uh, this next one got me hype. WrestleQuest, the world's first wrestling RPG. Uh, it just looks awesome. It's super minimalist. It's got like a very nice art style. It reminds me it's of Habo. It's, it's wrestling-themed, turn-based combat. And it's supposed to have cameos of like actual real world wrestlers. Uh, if you look at the trailer, the Macho Man shows up, Booker T's in it, and so is Andre the Giant, <laughs> which is hilarious. So actually, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> All the people that Vince McMahon can't sue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think he can. Yeah. <laughs> The next game was Floppy Nights, which is a, a turn-based. No, that name is terrible. <laughs> but it's a turn-based strategy deck builder uh, from developer Rose City Games. In this game, you'll take the role of Phoebe. She's a programmer extraordinaire, and you'll test her Floppy Nights creations with odd jobs around the world. You'll be able to engage in collectible creatures to get rid of goblin invaders, stop a volcano from going erupt. And preventing the science fair from being postponed in turn-based tactical battles. It's slated to come out on Xbox and PC in quarter two this year, which is anywhere within the next four months by now. Uh, it's also going to be available on Games Pass day one as well. And then uh, rounding out the showcase, there was a bunch of quick trailers. There's an open world investigation adventure called Paradise Killer, which is out now. Great game. A top-down adventure game called Kraken Academy coming to Xbox later in the month on March 22nd. There was a sci-fi narrative RPG called Citizen Sleeper, which will be out later this year. And a cute and creepy adventure game called Beacon Pines. Uh, you can watch all these trails on YouTube. Just look up the Xbox Indie Showcase. I definitely love Tunic. Like Tunic. Yeah, Tunic looks amazing. And just from the like the short time that I have with it, I was like, this game is going to be real, something really special. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Tunic on like top tens, top tens later this year because yeah. it was really good. Like Tunic and Nobody Saves the World that we played that I reviewed yeah. earlier. Like those games, I'm just like those that look really cool. But Tunic has something special about it, so I'm really excited to see. Uh, hope that more people play it and whatnot. Uh, so on top of that. Um, we have to talk about the hag. I mean, we can we just talk about the, the game because okay. they did a, a showcase of Hogwarts Legacy, which was slated to come out holiday 2022. It's <laughs> going to be coming to the PlayStation 5 and PS4. I think it's going to be multi-platform as well. I hope it. I, I this is I, OK. Look, <laughs> I never say this in general. I never really say this about anything. But the more. The more the Harry Potter IP people buy from it, the more people are just going to give J.K. Rowling <laughs> money. And that's money she doesn't deserve because she's a terrible person. Yes. And there are better, you know, there are just better systems out there. I know. It's just one of those things where, like, 
if you make the decision to do it, you still have to understand that you're still inadvertently supporting someone who is not yes, a nice person. And that's the thing that I don't think people seem to understand. And that's why I kind of hope that this game, as a live service game, falls flat on its face. I don't think it's, it looks like it's a standard like action I adventure. Thought it was a, I, didn't, I haven't, from what I heard, originally it was supposed to be a live service game. So what's going into it like it very much looks like it's going to have the feel and the aesthetics of the harry potter universe yeah. but for harry potter fans i'm sure that's a plus um, the only plus <laughs> but it's just fun. like i in the trailer that they showed at the end of the trailer there was also like uh like developer interviews and how like some of them were so excited to make this game that this is the game they've wanted to make for like 20 years and i'm just like damn harry potter has been out the first oh. book dropped when I was nine. Damn, I'm old. 1999. Was that the first book? I, I'm going to have to check now. The, the only thing I know is when the first book came out, I was still working at Toys R Us. So that was a very long time ago because Toys R Us was like my second job. My bad. 98. <laughs> Uh-huh. I mean, the game also still has its controversy, apparently. The lead dev um, was found to, to be running a website, like, was a well-known Stormfront user. So... <laughs> Wait, they wrote yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, a long time ago, ago. Daddy worked at Toys R Us, yes. <laughs> That's a fun story. But yeah, um, 1998, yeah. 1998, so... Oh... Uh, We're old. Harry Potter. Biggest, I like, when the Harry biggest. Potter just made me feel old. I'm like upset. And not seeing red? No, I'm just saying, like, okay. damn, I'm old. Um, but yeah, like there was a state of play for Hogwarts. I don't know why they didn't just show that, like with the regular state of play. I don't know why they Money. didn't WB. I guess WB was like, hey, do your own thing. Um Maybe they didn't make, maybe they didn't make the cutoff. So they're like, all right, well, we'll have another one because we gotta remind people that we have games coming out too. Yeah. It was really interesting because like they had like two separate state of plays, and I was like, they could have just lumped it all together. But they gave Hogwarts Legacy like its own like 30 minute thing. Which I mean, insane. okay, first off, let's be honest. Harry Potter does does well still. Yeah, of course. It is it's a fantastic money making IP, I guess. Uh, let's go down some more video game news. Elden Ring had a big patch that dropped yesterday. A bunch of nerfs across the board. And it didn't fix the warp yet. Oh, that warp is purposeful. <laughs> that warp should not technically exist. <laughs> uh, so part of uh, this update was a way to basically nerf a lot of like OP builds, builds for speedrunners. Um... Mimic tier, which is one of the, uh, I think it's like one of the summons, yeah, um, or one of the abilities you can get, and Horfer Stomp, um, they're basically nerfing what they do. Uh, Mimic tiers, of course, is like one of the strongest things. It basically what it did was it would call forth an exact replica of your character, and you would fight side by side. So because it copied a player's exact build but it was AI controlled. You can deck yourself out in the most powerful gear 
use that summon and then go back to your preferred loadout. And then the, the mimic would distract the boss. Yeah. VOP. He would act <laughs> as a tank. <laughs> yeah. So it was uh it was pretty it was pretty insane. So this latest patch, what they basically did was they reduced the mimic tier's damage and it's basically nerfed about 50%. <laughs> So it's uh, definitely going to take a little bit longer to fight those bosses on speed runs and whatnot. Uh, Horfer Stomp, which was uh, another favorite. Basically, it's like this stomp move that sends ice out and does damage. Yeah. Um, it basically had really high DPS and area of effect damage. And if you did it repeatedly, it would inflict frost on enemies and sometimes freeze them. So it was like super good for crowd control. They nerfed that now. It was good for that uh, two enemy boss yeah the the godskin brothers yeah yeah it made that fight super easy um but yeah basically a bunch of nerfs uh they also added a feature where like the npcs could be marked on your map so you can locate them after you like <laughs> the other the other elden ring news which i find hilarious is valve just was just like if you guys aren't gonna fix your game we're just gonna do it ourselves yeah, so Valve fixed Elden Ring specifically for the Steam Deck. And that's it. Which is hilarious. It, it's They fixed the Shader Preload. I'm sitting here, I'm like, are you going to tell From Software how to do this? Or are you just going to be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the, the preferred way to play now is on the Steam Deck. Yeah, because the PC version is still kind of a little... Yeah. A $5,000 PC still suffers frame lag. Down to like 20 frames. I'm like, that's absurd. Yeah. Elden Ring review is coming up very soon. I'm just putting the final final touches on it. So you guys will be able to read my Elden Ring review uh, hopefully soon. I'm trying to finalize some details and get some pics for it. Uh, but you can find that over at our main website. Buddy, if you want to go ahead and start putting the commands in for me, you can go ahead and do that. Exclamation point site. You can check out all of our other written reviews over on that website as well as our other social media links, previous podcast episodes and all of that. Yep. So that's the thing we do. This episode's uh, ending a little early because we ran through the news a little bit faster than I thought. I mean, there's, there's plenty of news. It's just like, again, there's also so many games coming out. Yeah. So we'll probably next week we'll probably be talking about well, next week for sure. Ghostwire Tokyo and Kirby. Yeah, and I'm not playing Tiny Tina, so I'm probably... I'm not playing it either because I'm still mad at Gearbox. <laughs> uh, There's this... only one Gearbox game I'm buying this year. This week it's, was... home... it's Homeworld Three. <laughs> <laughs> this week we had Stranger of Paradise, Rune Factory, uh, Rune Factory. No, 5. Rune Factory is also next week. I thought that, no, that, that came up small. Oh, it comes out tomorrow. I thought it was the 25th. Hold on, I gotta check. All I know is certain mom and pop shots have it already. Yeah. Just uh, saying. No, yeah, March 22nd. <laughs> oh, they got it super early. <laughs> the Moon Factory 5. Uh, there was like a little cute looking RPG thing that I saw that was also came out. Grow. Yeah. It looks cute. I'm, cute. I'm probably gonna pass on that one though. 
a few games coming out soon. Uh, too many games, actually. And then we go into April and there's more games coming out. I don't even know what's coming out in April that I was interested in. Uh, there's a large PlayStation release, I believe, in April. Don't know. I don't remember what I mean, it was. There was Gran Turismo 7, like earlier, but I don't play Gran Turismo. Uh, if I remember correctly, I believe there is a game coming out April. Sony, which. Oh, Lego Star Wars is coming out. Chrono Cross is coming out. Advance Wars got pushed back. Yeah, well, Advance Wars was indefinitely delayed. Yeah. So. Uh, Back for Blood has DLC. Already? Back for Blood. Yeah, but that game came out like a couple months ago. It came out in August of like a year ago, didn't it? No, it came out last year. All right. Uh oh! Is the MLB the show? That's what I was confusing it with. No, that's multi-platform. That's and Kaiju Wars. Oh, you know what looks really cool that I saw? It's a game by Way Forward, and it's like a beat 'em up with Kaiju's. Yes, it's um the people that wanted to do uh what's it called? They wanted to make another Godzilla um what's it called game? Remember the game that was like, why haven't we had Godzilla games? Still fighting all monsters. Yeah, fighting all monsters. They're like, well. We're just going to make our own. Yeah. That game looks really cool. That game does look really cool. And I look forward I to it. I want to check that out. I forgot the name of it. I think it's like Monster Wars or something. Yeah, I think like it's Kaiju Wars. Something like that. No, yeah. not that one. No? No. It's a different one. Hmm. Check. Uh, way forward. Look at way forward Kaiju game. Yeah. What is it called? Oh, Dawn of the... Dawn of the Monsters? Yeah, Dawn of the Monsters. Okay. That game looks amazing. Definitely want to check that one out. So, yeah. We'll see. I like the style for it, too. It has a really nice art style. I mean, yeah. it's it's the guys that have done Shantae. They definitely know how to do stuff. Um, they have a lot of games, actually. Yeah. So, we'll be back next week with some more stuff for you, for you to talk about. We'll talk about some of those games that we've mentioned on today's show. Uh, but for those of you who want to check us out on where to go, you can check out our main website, digitalerientertainment.com. We also have our merch at our Stream Element shop. And uh, he's not he's not paying attention. The exclamation point site. Yeah. I don't know where my son went. <laughs> happens. He probably went to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, we have our exclamation point. Discord. Uh, yeah. That's for our Discord. Yeah. Then exclamation point uh, image for image anime. Go bomb for Wayport. There we go. Those are all the links. Uh, We're going to end the show a little bit earlier than expected, uh, but stick around. We're going to have RJ and Joel play through uh, some more great ace attorney. So you can check them out as uh, we go into the next next session of uh, today's bit of streams. So uh, definitely stick around for that and enjoy that. I think this is the last part of Great Ace Attorney thing, the final case. 
I think it is. I don't know. I know they've been going through all the cases pretty quickly, so that is a thing that they're doing. Uh, so you definitely stick around for RJ and Joel. Um, the final case for game one. Oh, God. <laughs> We're going to sign off, though, because uh, we finished a little bit earlier than expected, so uh, you guys stick around. In 10 minutes, we'll have RJ and Joel, and uh, we'll catch you on the next streams. But of course, as always, until next time, you've been decoded.